Welcome to the Do More Podcast, where we share strategies and tips for improving your life in every aspect. Here's your host, John Farling. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we have a guest from Ohio. Um, so I had to bring, I live in Ohio, so I had to bring someone else from Ohio, uh, Jimmy Domer. And uh, I'm going to let him give us his uh, quick two-minute speech here. I think we met about a year ago at yeah. a mastermind and uh, have stayed in touch since, gone to another event together. Actually, a couple, we've done a couple events together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Give us uh, your brief, your uh, background, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. So uh, Jimmy Domer, I'll be 41 this year. Uh, left my W-2 a year ago. Um, married for 19 years and got three kids and in the real estate space now. Um, that's what I left the W-2 for. So multifamily uh, apartments and soon be a first self-storage uh, facility. So yeah, uh, hope to be here. I appreciate the invite. Yeah. Um, wish I was in Columbus, but uh, I'm <laughs> here in Northeast Ohio. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's awesome. So, and uh, I mean, you skipped over a lot, obviously, and, and we're going to dive into it, but you've scaled pretty quickly here. And I didn't know when we met a year ago that, so you had just quit your job a year ago yeah. when we met. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you worked there. So give us a background on that. So yeah. we're the same age. Um, after school, after that, where, where'd you go? What'd you do? Yep. Yeah. So uh, always had kind of that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, got out of high school, went to Ohio state for a year, just wasn't school. Wasn't for me. Um, didn't know what I wanted to do. Obviously it's expensive. So, uh, came home, worked an excavating job. And then after a little bit there, um, started my own excavating business, uh, and, um, uh, do gas electric services on new homes. Saw all these new homes going up and, uh, like, like that, just, that construction industry, all that stuff. And, um, then that kind of, you know, the economy started turning and I'm like, well, I'm going to flip houses. So jump in. I, I completely so that was what, probably 2008 ish around. Yeah. There? It was in that eight, 2008 end of 2007. Uh, I don't think it had like tanked completely cause I'm dumb, but not that dumb. Um, but, uh, flipped some houses and actually did, did okay. But, um, I was pretty young still and didn't know, know all the business side of things. I mean, I started working with QuickBooks and understood what a PL was, things like that, but just didn't uh, didn't have all the pieces uh, to come together. So um, in 2009, my wife's family owns a uh, bunch of businesses here locally and went to work for a countertop shop that uh, was a business that they owned. Um, they had just bought a few years prior. Um, and so, yeah, start there in 2009, January 2009. Um, I think I had had a, our first daughter, my second daughter might have been on the way, but, um, and then worked there for 13 years, really enjoyed it. Um, learned a ton of, you know, actually business, like how business works. And, um, you know, those pieces I was missing when I was younger. Um, those kind of came together during that time. Uh, so yeah, I had some good mentors, uh, along the way in that structure. Um, 
having multiple businesses. It's a, uh, it was a bigger, like the whole conglomerate was a big business, but the, the countertop shop was relatively small when I started there. I think we had 10 ish employees. Um, and then scaled that thing, uh, at our peak, we had 70. Uh, I think when I left, we were down to after COVID, you know, we lost, uh, we lost some employees and kind of scaled some things back. We were doing some Home Depot work, but um, maybe around 55 employees or so. And, um, and yeah, and, and so my real estate journey started there. I, things were great there. I have no complaints. Um, there's a lot of benefits to a W-2, you know, uh, insurance, 401k, uh, steady paycheck. Um, but at the end of the day inside, it's that, uh, there's that freedom. I had that burning freedom uh, desire and, yep. you know, having limited vacation, having to ask off. Uh, and I had a lot of freedom where I was at. I had a lot of autonomy, but still I was, you know, I was working for somebody else. And yep. um, so 2016, 17, I was like, there's, there's more to this. I still had like, still enjoyed that like flipping and man, if I'd have kept those houses, I flipped as rentals, just the equity, not, not even mentioned the cash flow it would have been phenomenal. But, uh, but so I stumbled on bigger pockets, um, which I know a lot of people kind of get started there. And I, I still recommend it to a lot of people. I think it's a great place to get baseline information. And I'm not saying it's just, it's just all elementary. There's definitely some good stuff. It's changed over the years, but uh, great starting spot for just learning about real estate and listen to podcasts all the time. And then finally was started looking, um, saved up some money. I'm like, I need to just get my feet wet and found an empty commercial building in Kent, Ohio, uh, close to Kent University, and which is about 20 minutes north of me here. And I'm like, I can make this. I had a retail space underneath, four apartments above. I'm like, and the apartments were in good shape. It was an old auto parts store. I'm like, I can make this into something. And it was on the MLS for like over a year. Made an offer on it uh, and it got accepted. And I remember the day it got accepted, like the day after, I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. Like, <laughs> and I wanted to, I was so close to trying to, you know, back out of that deal. And I'm like, no, I committed, like I signed the contract We're we're going. And, um, so yeah, got that thing. And, um, that was when that was in 2017. Okay. Yeah. That's ballsy for a first work. We, yeah. It sounds like we were kind of on the same trajectory around the same time, bigger pockets, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's ballsy to your first deal to do commercial and it's mixed too. It sounds like, right. <laughs> Yeah. I like to say like, yeah, man, I was like, I'm taking action. This is balls, balls <laughs> out, but it was more just stupidity. <laughs> um, but it worked out great. Like I look back now, it's what, 2023, 20, five years, six years later. And if I could have bought 10 of those, I would have done, like I do it all day long right now. Yeah. We, we did some, some light rehab to the uh, apartments. We painted cabinets, you know, painted everything, got it fixed up, did some things to the bathrooms. Um, and we had like an open house where we, we advertised all four of them at the same time because it was completely vacant and we had it rented up. Uh, we had more people, we had to turn people away. So I was like, sweet, this, this, 
all got rented like that. And then, then the fun starts of, you know, managing it. Cause I managed it on my own. Uh, right. But in that process too, uh, a friend of a friend or a friend brought a barber in and he took half the downstairs retail space. So we fixed that up, got him in. And then I think it was roughly a year later, he took the whole down, like there's like 15 ish hundred square feet and took that whole space. And it's just been, it's been great ever since. So then I started, you know, shortly after started looking for more. Yeah. So how much did you know about, cause you had, you, it's a mixed use. How much did you know about residential real estate rentals and um, also commercial rentals before you got it, before you bought that? Yeah. So we, uh, when I was at the countertop shop, we rented a few spaces. So we had an office in Columbus, Dayton, uh, Pittsburgh. So I knew a little bit about how the res- the commercial contracts worked, um, things like that. So I had, I, I wasn't completely, you know, lying to that. Um, in residential, uh, when I was flipping those houses, one of the houses we did like a land contract on. And so it's, it's kind of like a rental. Um, we ended up taking the house back, uh, eventually, but, uh, so I knew a little bit, um, and, and actually during that time, the, the house that my wife and I first lived in that we re- rehabbed, we kept that. So I, I kind of had a rental prior to this. this okay. building. Um, it was really, it wasn't like, this is going to be my business. It was just yeah. like, Hey, I really don't want to sell this house. Right. Uh, it was zoned commercial. And so we kept it and rented it. So, so I did have a little bit of experience there, um, with that. But it sounds like your experience is, I mean, obviously a little bit with bigger pockets, but just taking action, taking action, doing it, figuring it out along the way. Sounds like you do or did a lot of the work yourself too, right? The repairs. Yep. Yeah, I did. I I did it. I mean, hired out HVAC, you know, some of the bigger stuff, but all the little repairs and it's the blessing. I always say it's the blessing and curse of like knowing how to do that stuff because you're like, I call a plumber, it's going to be 120 bucks to fix this, you know, tough spout or I can just go do it. But, you know, now it's like, what's my time worth? What do I want to get involved with? And so definitely transitioning out of doing everything myself and having other people do it. Well, I think that's a good point too, because I I mean, I started the same way. My first single family rental, I did everything and it took me four or five months to get through everything. It was horrible, but I learned a lot. And I also knew what to look for when I went to hire subs out for my next deal. Um, it sucked, but you have to grind for a little bit. You learn. Uh, but yeah, you just, you you know, you took action. You figured things out along the way. Yep. Um, so that was 17. Um, do you remember what kind of money you made from that just monthly? So I know like right now, I think uh, it produces like 50, 55 or 5,800 a month cash flow i mean that's that's gross gross but, uh, yeah but but i remember off the top i mean i think i was bringing bringing in like 15 1800 a month uh after like everything got settled and and whatnot um, yeah pure cash flow so so you saw basically we'll call it your first deal basically yeah. um you yeah. started seeing the power of real estate then yes um what was that how did that go from 17 to when you quit your job and I guess 22, right? So five yeah. years. Yep. What happened after that? So I ended up buying it, bought a duplex. Uh, 
uh, roughly the following year, maybe a little over a year. And that thing's great. It was a, uh, so old guy owned it and his son, he, he passed away. His son took it over, fixed it up and then, but didn't want anything to do with it. Just fixed it up to sell it. So it was like turnkey. And that's actually one of my best, one of my best rentals now, because it's like, we had, they had an egress window in the basement. Now it's a three bed. It's, it's great. And, th- and these are all local within 20 minutes of where I'm at now. Just, okay. I, out of convenience and just, uh, I guess being easy, that's kind of how it's landed so far, but, um, definitely not opposed to, to going further, but probably not with duplexes and yep. uh, things like that. But need uh, some type of scale. Right. Right. So then bought another duplex, um, you know, bought a couple duplexes here and there trickled in. I think when I quit, I, there was, I had right around 20, 20 ish rentals, um, so that, little, that cover the bills. So a little side note is when I, uh, was leaving, I left and the guy that replaced me didn't work out. So I kind of came back part-time for a couple months, uh, which was good, good for a little bit of closure. It, it's kind of weird. Uh, side note is after going into an office and having a W2 for 13 years, I'm sure it's, you know, the same for people for, you know, five, 10 years. And then leaving that, it was a weird, I was in this funk when we actually, when we went to the mastermind together, uh, where we met, I was in this weird space of like, you know, kind of like, what do I do now? Cause my whole identity was, I ran the countertop shop there. And so I leave that and I just felt kind of like a fish out of water. So that, although I didn't wouldn't have wanted that to go back, part-time for a little bit it actually was a nice closure for me help them get back the guys that they brought back in are the new guys doing great and, and all that but um but when i by the time all that happened i was at 35 rentals it was okay. covering the bills but it was tight um and uh and also just running around doing everything myself um I hired an admin, so she actually worked for me at the countertop shop, um, had had some kids and, and left there. And then when I started on my own, uh, we worked well together. I asked her to work part-time. She works a couple of days a week for me. And she takes all the phone calls. She organizes like, hey, this this plumbing issue is going on. You know, should we call somebody or or if I want to go do something? So um, that, was a, that was a huge help. You know, I don't... I still handle the the full load, I guess, but it's not, I'm not handling the brunt of it. Like she's kind of my, my buffer. Right. Do you think, and I want to touch on the identity thing, because I think that's a huge thing. Um, Because I know I've gone through different periods of it. I went through it with basketball because basketball is my life for, I don't know, 15, 20 years. Like that's all I did every single day. Yeah. So once I left college, it was like, uh, who am I? What do I do? You know, you just, like you said, feel like a fish out of water. And yeah. then I had, I remember, I, it's funny. You said, um, you need some closure going back to your nine to five job. Cause there are times where like, I'll be tra- fully transparent here. I still have nightmares waking. Like I'll wake up in a sweat because I get, I have dreams about my boss calling me and saying, Hey, <laughs> we lost our salesman. We need you to come back here. Yeah, and I'm, I wake up like, oh my gosh, this is like the yeah. worst thing ever. And l- listen, yeah. like I, 
like similar situation to you. Like I, I didn't hate my job. I knew I wanted more and wanted to be do my own thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I still get like my identity was wrapped up in that. And I think for me too, after I quit my job and it probably took me about a year or so to kind of figure out exactly what I wanted to do, even though I was doing storage full time, mm-hmm. I was, I think I, I, um, I took on the mindset of, I'm just going to do things at the sites at each site to kind of fill that void. Cause I didn't know what I was doing. I, I didn't know yeah. what to do every day. So I'd go, I'd weed whack. I'd go, I'd paint bollards and I'm like, yeah. this is great. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a boss. I don't have a job. I can do whatever I want. Yep. And you know, like you were, like you brought up, I was doing basically $10 an hour tasks, but it was, I was also in that transition of who am I? What should I do exactly? All that stuff. Right. So that, no, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, I think it's just part of that, uh, you know, it's, it's for guys like us who transition out of there, it's part of that learning experience of, yeah, we want more and sure we have some rentals or, you know, maybe a lot, but it's like, yeah, who am I? It's, it's reestablishing like your identity because I was so wrapped up. And then, and then I even felt guilty, like, like, okay, at this time I took my daughter on a hunting trip. Uh, we had a vacation just like two weeks before that. I'm like, I can't leave again. But then I'm like, why can't I? I'm not, it's not like I'm leaving employees behind. I mean, I have one, but, uh, but it was like, I had to get through that too. Of Just like, I can do whatever I want as long as things are getting taken care of and I'm planning for it. So, yeah. Yeah. So do you, do you still have one employer? How many employees do you have now? Just one looking, looking actually, in that uh, process now to um, try to get jobs description together and figure out probably like a maintenance slash project manager type guy that uh, just handles all that stuff. So yeah. um, that's my next step. And next that's, hire. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause I, I know I went through and still go through it to where I, when I, I think our nine to fives kind of, and we're like almost no matter what, I don't want to say no matter what we do, but we probably had similar roles and positions. And it's like at your nine to five, if someone doesn't do a good job, it's like, just give it to me. I'll do it and I'll do it yeah. right. Oh, yeah. And I'll get it done. And yeah. you kind of bring that mindset over to your business until you get around these masterminds, do the, go to these events where people are like, you should not be swinging a hammer. You should yeah. not be cutting weeds like what what are you doing like that's yeah. hampering your business you can't grow that way uh, yeah. but i think there's a transition right and you've got to break that mold you i don't think i don't think it's possible to break out of a nine to five unless you're already transitioning to do that but we yeah. kind of cut it cold turkey right you you had yeah. a few rentals but you were running it you know how you knew how to run it and it, which was Give me the ball. I'll take it and I'll, I'll yeah. do it myself. Yeah. Um, so kind of tell us about that transition from then till now and where you think you're going with yeah. your team, your business, all that. Yeah. So now it's, it's trying to, like you said, so I'll, I'll speak to masterminds cause game changer in my life. Uh, that mastermind that, that we met each other at, um, I look back, I'm like, man, I really had no business being there. But at the same time, if I wouldn't have been there, my life, I'd still be, you know, plucking around probably at, at 35 or, or picking up a duplex here and there. So it, 
it expanded my mind to like so much more like this guy over here can do it like i can do it um you know and uh that uh tim brotz talks about that borrowed belief and uh, to me that's the the biggest thing like it just it opens up to the possibilities and then and also learning like oh this guy he was in a similar position to me and then you know stop weed whacking stop you know working on plumbing stuff at, a, at the ish, at the rentals and things like that so so now it's like okay this is i'm looking at it this is my business it's not a side job it's not something i do for extra money that this is a business that i want to scale and have something to pass down to my kids or sell one day or whatever but um like create the lifestyle that I want. And, and so I'm all in on, on growing. Um, and, and so since then, uh, as of next Friday, I just got my closing date. Uh, I'll be at 65, uh, doors. Um, and, and then I have 60, right around 70 self-storage units under contract, uh, that, that you passed on to me. And I appreciate that. So, um, you know, and that was just talk about that for a second. That was one thing. So I know some guys in the real estate space are like, you should only concentrate on single family or multifamily or storage yep. or, and, and I think there's wisdom in that. Like, don't be, I'm not trying to flip a house and do rentals and, you know, build a self storage right now. But once you're in it, and you have some of that experience self-storage really isn't a ton different than multifamily. I mean, it's a, it's real estate. The numbers got to work. I, I know it's different management, but it's, it's a real estate deal. So, yep. um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm learning a lot through the process and I'm going to learn a lot more once I get it and I'm operating it. And so, but kind of like that first deal, uh, I did in Kent with multifamily, um, this is my first deal. So I got to, I got to start somewhere. And, yep. and I realize, you know, I'm not going to know it all. And, it, and it's probably not the best deal on the planet, like, but I'm going to, I got a plan. I'm going to learn and uh, probably be hitting you up for some, for some tips, yep. but, uh, really? but I'm excited about it because I like the, I feel like storage is probably a little more passive than, than multifamily. And, uh, can't wait to learn about the automation and things like that. I mean, this is just a couple guys owned it and it's let, let it go. When I drove out and saw there's trees growing up, you know, gravel's got weeds and they just haven't taken care of it, but it's, yep. it's a great three acre square lot that lots of potential to, to be done on it. Yeah. That's awesome. And I want to hit on a couple of things there sure. and we've talked about masterminds, but I don't think people really realize the power of masterminds and being around people. And I've, I think I've talked about this, um, but just reflecting, I've really noticed this over the past couple of months when I had my single family rentals, it was me and bigger pockets podcast. Yep. That's it. Like I, yep. didn't, I didn't talk to anybody. I was like, nah, I, I, whether I thought I knew enough or too much, or I was afraid to put myself out there. It was probably a combination of all that. Yep. But I just didn't. As soon as I somewhat found storage, I started reaching out to people. I joined masterminds, joined event, went to events, networking, all that stuff. And it's amazing. It just shot up like that. Yeah. Um, where single family rentals did not do that for it. Just it's amazing 
and I'm looking at a mastermind right now that's that's pricey, and I'm probably going to join it. Um, but I, I at this point, like two years ago, there's no chance I would have. But right. I can reflect now and be like, oh, masterminds. While real estate has 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 been the vehicle, the engine has been masterminds and the people that I meet there. Yeah, that's a great great way of saying it. Yeah, it's just uh, it's and people are so afraid to spend the money, but it's an investment in yourself, and it's probably a better investment than any real estate you're gonna uh, you're gonna buy. I had never. So last year, the mastermind we were at, a couple grand, three grand, so I, I can't remember, four, two to four grand. Yep. And I had never spent that much. I could probably add up all the little conferences I've gone to, and it might have gotten to that. And yep. that's another thing. I'm like, this is crazy. But, and it was what, two, two and a half days long. And after, I'm like, I, this was worth 20,000. Yeah. And then, you know, I did it, I was just at the same mastermind a uh, month or so ago. And, but you come and I was in a completely different spot and learned a completely different set of things. There's a different group of people. And then the relationships you build, I mean, you and I have stayed in touch for that whole time, you know, Ian and the relationships you build at those things. Um, it's, it's priceless. And I've spent more in the last year and a half on masterminds than I've spent, you know, and and then you hear guys spending fifty thousand dollars a year or thirty thousand dollars a year, and I'm like, I'm still like, that's insane. I'll, I'll go, you know, spend two or five here, but right. fifty, I don't know. But but they're at a different level, and yeah. you know, hopefully one day I'll be I'll be up there, and I'll be like, yeah, this is a no brainer. Yep. Well, and it's all about you know, once you get, you also I don't want to say you get what you pay for, but in a way, right? The yeah. more you're paying for a mastermind, you should be around other high level people that right. are, at, I don't say at minimum at your level, but they're probably above your level right. um, to where it's, yeah, you're, you're technically getting better product. You're, you're in a better room. You're in a higher, right. higher um, level room. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, even though, so to kind of prove the people, the mastermind that we met at, it was, yeah, two, four grand. I don't remember how much it was. Let's say it was four grand. And I'm not pounding my chest here at all, but I, I know what the situation with the storage facility, right? So we met. Yep. Um, a storage facility was passed to me as a lead. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't fit me. Um, and I knew you somewhat lived nearby. And mm -hmm. I mentioned it to you. And kudos to you. You just took action. Like, from what I know, you know nothing about storage. Like, you yeah. know what it is, but you don't know yeah. how to run it. Nothing. You just right. took action. I don't know. I don't even know if I can count more than two or three people that that have the balls that do that. Just, just take action. <laughs> like, screw it. I'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll figure it out. But yeah. my point is, a couple points. Um, one, you took action. And two, at bare minimum, like, if this deal is the worst deal in the world, you're going to get $50,000 of equity in it. Bare minimum. My guess is it's probably in a, a year worth double. So you've taken that four grand from that mastermind and at minimum 10x that at yep. minimum and probably yeah. 100x it. Yeah. Which is like, that's just, that's how easy it is to, to look at that mastermind. Yeah. No, it's, I've already looked back at some of those things. I'm like, if I wouldn't have gone there, I wouldn't have, you, you and Ian, like there's all these little, 
little puzzle pieces that, that I've looked back that I can't uh, put a dollar value on it, but I know it's way more than what I paid for the mastermind. 100%. Yeah. And then the trajectory it sets you on, like you said, when you're meeting these different people and these networks, you just shot up. That's where, like, that's that was worth the price of the mastermind. Just just my mindset, because it then you start. It's like your whole life starts getting better. Like yeah. you're like, well, I'm not gonna. I want I want to be better. I want to be healthier. I want to do be yeah. do these things better. I want to be a better dad. Like all these things. It's not just the business of real estate. That's a big part of it. But then everything else starts. Uh, the trajectory starts changing. Hundred percent. Well, and I was going to ask you about this. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. What's your what's your daily routine look like now? What what it look like when you're working your nine to five? Because I know yeah. you're a big dude. You're clearly in shape, even though the camera only showing you know a little bit of a bicep there. But uh, yeah, tell us how your how that's changed and and you know the betterment that you've gotten from from quitting your job. Yeah, well, one it's it's opened up time to do it. Like I, I feel like we all can make time whether you're at a nine to five or. Uh, self-employed you can find time if if it if if you want it um but i had a bunch of excuses at the nine to five to where it was like you know wow it's gonna be a long day today i gotta get in the office early and i you know i went through some some ups and downs of you know health wise or working out and things like that but just overall it was more it I wasn't around inspiring, you know, didn't have those relationships we were just talking about that I was around inspiring things to want to be better. So I, I ran the place. So I was like, well, I'm not really, there's no other position I can get. So it was just kind of like status quo. And, and, but since then, you know, I still get up early. I love, I don't dread Mondays. What? Like yeah. Right. Forward. When do you get up? So I get up probably around five. Okay. Like this morning I got up at five, I have two days a week. I got two buddies that's come over and we work out together. And then the other days I'll do something, but there's been days where it was a short day. I get home at two and I'll throw on a rucksack and go walk three miles just cause I can't. And it's yeah. a beautiful day out. So, um, but, uh, try and get up at five. I love getting up, having my coffee, you know, reading a little bit. I was listening to a podcast this morning on the way in and just threw the phone in my pocket was listening to uh, to a podcast on mindset. Was getting ready for this, getting some things organized. I just we were talking offline. Got my office going here. That's why the shelves are a little bare. You know, moving stuff over from home to to just settle in. But uh, but it's been good. I kind of like it. Just feel like coming in, um, and that might be one of those things that uh, from the nine to five. It's tough for me, and I know some people are different to work from home. Uh, when the wife and the kids are there, kids are back in school now, but dog walking around upstairs, I was in the basement and just ADD or I, I want to go do start working on something else. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm distracted from, you know, looking at deals or, you know, things I should be doing, you know, yep. trying to make that, make this a business. So now I can, you know, have some focus time. Do I plan on being here eight hours a day? No, yep. uh, but it's a place that, all my files and things like that I can come focus do my stuff for a few hours here and there and then do whatever else that's awesome so so you're waking up early you're working out uh yeah. sounds like spending some time with the family and then you're going into so how long have you had this office we talked a couple uh, of weeks I, a month? 
Dude, this actually, this is the first week I've been, I, oh. I've owned it about a month now. This is the first week I've actually started showing up here and, and got the computer, all that okay. stuff. Yeah. So. Um, well, I'm kind of asking too, cause I'm, I am working from home and like you said, it's the kids are for me, the kids are back at school and, and it's, it's easier now to do work. Um, and I think, you know, obviously this is a lifestyle for you too, right? You're not, you're not trying to work 14 hours a day and grind it out and not see your family. It's about the the time freedom. Um, but I also believe that our kids are watching us as much as we want to tell them like, Hey, you have to work hard. Hey, dad's working two hours a day in his office and, and, and doing okay in life, but that's not normal. Like you didn't see all the grind up till that. Um, so yeah, where do you think, where do you think you'll fit in as far as you think you'll be at the office most of the day, two hours back home? How do you think that's going to look? I, I figured there'll be different days. Probably the two days that uh, my admin works uh, with me, I'll probably be here, you know, four, four hours or so going over things, you know, just planning. Um, and then the days I'm here by myself, probably popping in. Yeah, probably two hours in the morning, you know, just kind of making sure all the everything's checked and then, you know, probably just popping in as needed uh, yeah. here and there. So yeah, that's uh, awesome. the, the office has four car garage on the back um, that like I have all my extra, you know, closet doors, and water heaters, and uh, all my extra stuff that I, I need to store um, for that, my trailers, things like that. But, uh, but yeah, probably not, you know, I don't plan on, you know, leaving when the kids leave for school and show them back up when they get get home. I'll I'll be uh, doing. And I I've noticed too since kind of getting into this new routine, it kind of comes in waves. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know there'll be there'll be weeks where I, I feel like man, it's so busy, and I I kind of get frustrated because we we like that time. Even if I'm I don't have anything I necessarily want to go do, um, it's like. And then I, you know, things kind of iron out and, uh, and then it's just slow and steady kind of at my own pace thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's, uh, I mean, that's what everyone's looking for, right? You've got the time freedom, um, to do whatever you want. Yeah. What's, um, I know your, your bookshelf doesn't show us yet. Um, I'm assuming you read what's, uh, what's one big book that's top of your mind. That's been tra- transformative in your life. Yeah, man, there's a lot. Um, so I set a goal this year to read 120 books. Oh, wow. Which, okay, you definitely yeah, read. You're going to need more bookshelves. <laughs> way aggressive. But uh, I, you know, like in June, I'm like, there's, it's going to be hard to hit this goal. But I'm, I don't know, 40 plus books. Uh, I might be over 50 now. Uh, I got a little app that tracks them. But uh but I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to stop. I'm going to, even if I don't hit the 120, I want to try and get as many as I can. And then my goal already for next year is to go back and read the ones that really stuck out. But, uh, but I still read, um, I know everybody talks about like as me, and actually that's one that's sitting on here as man thinketh. Um, and, uh, one, one that I just read, actually I'm a crab. is I, I don't know some a theme or something that's been hit me recently is just mindset stuff so this yeah. is uh do the impossible jason trees he's actually 
uh, Beardy Brandon, Brandon Turner from Bigger Pockets. He's his mentor, life okay. coach. I don't know what you call him, but yeah. uh, but I picked up his book, and it's it's a great mindset book. So that that's one that's just fresh fresh in my mind. But um, but yeah, like all the classics, I try and read you know uh, multiple times a year. Um, and, uh, a lot of mindset stuff recently. Yeah. That's awesome. No, that's, uh, well, and I think, yeah, I, I, I think people that I run into that are entrepreneurs and obviously like my network is real estate entrepreneurs, investors. Um, we read mostly mindset stuff, right? I don't know. Yeah. Trying to think, have I ever read like a book about, I've skimmed through a book about self storage, but I'm like, eh, yeah. this isn't not doing right. it for me. I think it's yeah. pretty much all mindset that I've that I've read. Yeah. So. Yeah. Habits, mindset, and yeah. and you realize that's the. Uh, there's no one thing I've realized. Like, I always thought, like, all right, if John's successful, like, what is what's that secret thing that John knows that these successful people know that I need to learn? And there isn't any. I realized right. the secret is there's no secret. It's just probably action and mindset. Like, yep. so having the right head and just, and then taking action on, on those things and believing that you can succeed in it. That's yep. really all the only thing that separates the average from people that, you know, do things that quote unquote above average. Yep. 100%. I'd, I'd answer that the same exact way. We're also somewhat similar too. I think we have similar yeah. personalities, yeah. Um, but no, it's, that's, literally it's those three things and it's amazing how simple and it is easier to look back right and say oh right. yeah well i just took action here that's why that worked out it's easier yeah. to look back it's harder to see you know the road ahead even though you're like i want to go there it's harder to see it until you've gone there and then you can look back and be like oh yeah it's really these three simple things yep. um oh man i was gonna hit on something i forgot now um anyways if it comes up i'll ask um so last question, I think last or second to last, what's your best attribute that you have in business and in your life that's gotten you to where you are now? Yeah, I would say it's a combo of two things, probably like just, just people skills. So I'm like, once I know someone, I'm really comfortable just chatting about whatever. Um, I'm not the guy at a networking event that just like works the room and goes yeah. around, but like, like if I'm sitting next to you at, a, at the table, like I'll, I'll chat with you and feel fine chatting with you. I'm just not like the, the typical like sales guy that's like, hey, and, you know, and learns everybody's name and things like that. But just just people skills. I mean, I feel like I could talk with anybody, um, even though I'm like not super outgoing. And then um, and then the action part, like knowing knowing what I want. And even if I'm not. Um, like we talked about that first deal, I was scared. Like, yeah, it, it looks ballsy looking back or, and, and it, I mean, it was at the time, but it was also like, all right, I learned enough. I, I got to that cliff of learned all the bigger pocket stuff, learned everything that I could know. And it was just like, now it's time to go do a deal. I just, and I did it, but I was scared. So now it's kind of interesting looking at the storage deal I'm doing now, because it's, it's a little similar. It's, storage isn't my, my thing. And I, I can't say I know storage, but I'm like, I'm not scared, but I'm like, I know I have to take this step 
it's it's like the experience i have experience backing it up i'm like all right i'm not scared of this deal but i know i got to take this step to to advance the ball and, and move forward so so action just just take wanting it so bad um probably a little bit of being dumb and uh, <laughs> and then but taking that action and then and then just people skills yeah no that's great and that's um and i, I remember now what i want to hit on um and, and this is related to all those nothing that that you've done is and i'm not picking like we've done anyone's done is brand new right someone's right. done it somewhere at some point it's not like you're this super intelligent person. Um, I mean, you just hit on it. You're probably like, you know, I've probably done dumb things and it's probably why things have worked out. Cause I just took, a- I think taking action is way more important than being a sharp person. Oh. Right. Like how many people have we met that are really like, how is this guy doing that? Like he, yes. I'm, I'm surprised that he can tie his shoes and yes. walk to the mailbox in the morning. But yes. yeah, he's a multi, multi, multi-millionaire and can do yeah. this. It's just, Everything's repeatable and everything's that you can learn anything. hundred percent. Yeah. It's uh, there's a lot of people way dumber than you and I that are way more successful and and that's not knocking them. It's, it's actually like, it just shows anybody can do this. Like anybody can change their life. It's just believing. I got a buddy right now who said like, he's, he's frustrated with his job and he's made some comments to me. He's like, yeah, but what else am I going to do? It's like, Mm -hmm. I understand where he's coming from because I've 2014, 15, I kind of felt that way. Like I was fine with my job. I'm like, but there's something more, but I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Like, I'm, I know this really well. This is my skill. I'm just, you know, but then you start playing that out. Like, well, do I really want to do this for the next 20, 30 years? Right. Like then it starts feeling like a prison. Yep. And, um, and so it just, something's got to be that catalyst that pushes you. And, and, and I know guys have talked about, I actually just heard that somewhere. It's like pain, the desire to do it more, or there's like three things that kind of push people. Uh, might've been on the, uh, on, uh, you and Ian's webinar. I think maybe somebody mentioned it, but like three things that pain, the desire to do it or something else like pushes you to just make a change. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. Cause yeah, there's not like, you're not well you could wake up one day and just be like i hate where i'm at you know you gotta have some type of pain um there's and i you know we both know people that have golden handcuffs and in a way we probably both had them working our nine to fives and that's why we lasted more than a decade at them because they're kind of golden handcuffs and you don't know until you're around other people that show you what else is out there like you don't know what else is out there you've never you know, we all grew up in the school system and the school system teaches you to be an employee, not knocking the Well, kind of knocking the school system, Yeah, but that's what it teaches you. Yeah. Yeah. And then the the entrepreneurs more than likely, and this is probably a whole nother episode, but more likely (laughs) the entrepreneurs are probably the ones that aren't doing great in school Mm because they're bored and they're like, why am I learning calculus? Yes. I'm like, I know I'm not going to need this stuff. So I'm going to, I'm going to do the bare minimum to pass this thing. And not hurt my brain and learn all that crap. Yeah, no, I've. Uh, they teach you to do good on a test, and yeah. and, it, and so much of it's non relevant to light. And yeah, we could if you do that podcast, invite me back because I'd love yeah. to go on some rants. Because yeah, I, I could probably invite like hundred people have a panel. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> my daughter, my well, my kids bring home, you know, my son's in fourth grade, my daughter's in seventh, my oldest daughter's in, uh, she's a sophomore this year, and they bring this stuff home that I see, and I'm not knocking on, none of it's, like, bad, but uh, you're just like, this is pointless, and, right. you know, I don't want to, like, puke all that on them and get them, like, why do I need to do this, but, uh, like, you just see it, like, as a reflection, like, and they do teach a lot of dumb stuff. Yeah, yeah. Stuff yeah, that's not well, going to make you successful in, in life. Put it that yeah, way. yeah. Well, you'll have to teach me how to bite my tongue when uh, my kids are younger <laughs> than yours. So, haven't experienced that too much yet. Um, so, yeah, you'll have to teach me. Um, but man, I appreciate it. You dropped some some awesome bombs today, and um, I'm sure anyone that's that's going to listen or listening is um, going to take away a ton of value. Definitely appreciate it. If anybody yeah. wants to reach out. Um, or do you have anything else going on podcast or anything else going on that not yet? Uh, so in this office, uh, um, there was this room that downstairs that I'm, I'm creating a, I'm calling it a content room. So I'm going to actually put all the equipment in there and I'll probably do some podcasts. I don't know if I'm going to start anything like, like official or consistent yet, but like maybe if guys are in town or something like that, but also going to rent going to rent like the room out. So yeah. like, I know some other people that are looking to do stuff. So all the equipment will be there. I'm doing the soundproofing and like anybody can go and use it, but, uh, That's awesome. but I'm probably most active on Instagram and Facebook at Jimmy Domer on Instagram. Uh, cool. That's right. That's where I do a lot of, and that's another thing that it's not my, like, I don't love social media, but I realize <laughs> it's a tool that, Yep. especially as entrepreneurs and working with investors and, and finding deals and just staying connected to people, you know, seeing what, what you're doing, you know, it's just a way it's a necessary evil, I guess. It is. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's inspiring too, right? Like right. you don't yeah. post that much and I'm trying, I'm forcing myself to, but I watch yours and I'm like, it's inspiring. It's motivating. Like I may yeah. have a, a bad day where it's like, I don't want to do another real estate deal. And I see yeah. what you're doing. I'm like, I'm pumped again. Like I'm, yeah. I'm excited. And you don't know, that's the thing with social media. You don't know what impact you're having because right. no one's going to tell you like, Hey, right. appreciate your post. I just yep. went and bought a deal because you did that post. Like yep. you don't get that. Exactly. So yep. yeah. Very cool. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it. Um, uh, yeah, again. So at Jimmy Domer, um, on Instagram and you can find yep. him on Facebook too. It's uh Jimmy and it's D O M E R. And, yep. uh, until next time. We appreciate yeah, it. Appreciate the call. Appreciate the invite. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. Yep. Thanks for following, subscribing, and listening to this episode of the Do More podcast hosted by John Farling. To learn more or ask questions, go to l4investing.com. <laughs>